Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. spiritual warriors welcome back to war in the spirit podcast i'm faith coffin green and you're listening to episode two today we're going to be talking about our daily bread debunking common misconceptions about the word of god i wanted to talk about this today because so many christians and non-believers alike have some of the same misconceptions about the word of God and how it should be applied in our lives. A lot of people read it and view it as uh, collections of historical stories. Others read it as some whimsical, far-fetched book of fables. Um, Still others look at it as a book of rules to be followed. Um, Well, today I want to take some time to debunk some of those misconceptions and give a fresh perspective on how we should use the Bible and what it was truly meant to be for us. So today I'm going to talk about several ways that we can view the Bible so that we're able to apply it um, better for use in our daily lives. So the first thing that I want us to look at is that the Bible is our daily bread. I know a lot of you know the Lord's Prayer, um, but in Matthew 6 and 11, it says, give us our daily bread. So we are meant to eat on the Bible. It is our spiritual food. The word of God is our spiritual food. We're meant to eat on it daily so that it continues to feed our spirit. Not only does our natural body need nourishment, but our spirit needs nourishment too. And so the word of God is actually our spiritual nourishment to keep our spirit strong so that we don't become weak in our walk with Christ. We see a prime example of this um, when we read Matthew 4, um, when we were talking about Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Um, And it says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So there, Jesus himself is saying, we have to feed on the word of God. You also see a good example in 1 Peter 2.2. It says, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it, you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. So you're probably thinking, eat on the word. I mean, what does that even mean to eat on the word of God? Well, let me explain it to you more. Eating on the word of God really means to receive God's word as his spiritual nourishment and satisfaction. In Jeremiah 15, 16, it says, when your words came, I ate them. 
They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. So the thing about the word of God is that when you take it in, you have to take it in both in truth and in spirit. So you can't just read the words for face value of what it says. You also have to seek deeper insight and revelation from the Holy Spirit so that you get a deeper understanding of how you personally apply the word of God to your life. The Holy Spirit will give you revelation about how you can go to another level in application of the word of God in your personal situation. So if you I look at John 4, 24, it says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So if you only read the Bible for the face value of what the, the literal words say, but you don't also apply the spirit or the influence of the Holy Spirit to the words that you're reading, then you're not getting as much out of it as you can. You need spirit and truth. The Holy Spirit is what brings the word of God to life, your life specifically. Without the spirit, the Bible does not take on its full personification in our lives. It then becomes a collection of words that we're reading, but not applying it the way that God meant for us to apply it. So if you look at John 6, 63, it says it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. I actually believe this is one of the reasons that a lot of people have difficulty reading the Bible or difficulty understanding the Bible. And when you don't understand something, then you don't really want to read it on a regular basis. Um, And I think that this is so important because we need to be in the word of God and the word of God needs to be in us in order for us to be successful in our walk with Christ and in our faith walk. So let me give you an example of what I mean. Let's just say that I'm led to read about Abraham and his uh, instruction from God to sacrifice Isaac. Well, if you know the story, Abraham was sent Um, up on the mountain to sacrifice Isaac. But at the last minute, God sent a ram in the bush for him to sacrifice so that he didn't have to sacrifice his son. And if I'm led to read about this, the Holy Spirit might be attempting to give me revelation on increasing my faith, or maybe he, he could be trying to show me something about sacrifice or even provision and trusting God for provision of what I need. If I'm led to read about David, I could be getting revelation about my heart for God or a heart for worship. Um, And this is how you eat the word. You read it, you chew on it and allow the Holy Spirit to help you digest it and draw out specifically the nutrients you need in that moment. It's the lack of both components that I believe makes studying and reading the word undesirable to a lot of people. But once God begins to give you revelation, it's like having an encounter with God and you just seek that knowledge and wisdom more and more because it gives an insight that you wouldn't otherwise have. It's also important to remember that once you read a verse, 
just because you've read it, you've gotten revelation from it, you know it doesn't mean that you can't get new revelation from it later. And that's why the word of God is our daily bread. We seek new insight from it every day for the things that we need in that day and in that moment. Your revelation could become stale. As your life moves on, there are different things that you need. There's different insight and wisdom that the Holy Spirit is going to give you based on what's happening in your life in that moment. So don't get caught up saying, oh, I read this verse already. I got revelation from it before. There may be brand new revelation that's something completely different different from what the Holy Spirit gave you before in the word today. All right, so now that we understand that the word is our daily bread and we need to eat on it daily, we also need to understand that the word is the beginning. It is our first tool, the first place that we should seek for answers, not our pastor, not Google, but the word of God because the word of God is spirit and truth every answer that you could possibly need for your life is there in the word it should be the first place that you seek we also need to understand that the word is the beginning it's the beginning of our lives it was the beginning of us and we were created from the word in the beginning god created heaven and earth And God said, let us make man. We were created from the word. So we also need to understand that the word creates. So we can use the word in our favor to create things in our lives. That's what God gave it to us for. We can create things in our lives. That means we can speak forth the word to bring forth what we've been praying for, what we've been asking for in our lives because the word tells us what we are entitled to as Christians, as children of the King, the word lays it all out for us so that we can produce what we need in our lives so that we can pray for what we need in our lives so that we can command it so that we can declare it and see it manifest for us. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. So this is why we need to eat on the word. Why we need to be in the word and the word needs to be in us because there was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So if we have the word with us, then we have God with us. If we have the word in us, then we have God in us. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by the truth. The word is truth. So if it doesn't say it in the word, then it is not so. If you hear someone say something that you cannot go back to the word of God and verify, then it is not so. That's why the word should be the beginning, the first place that you seek for answers. The word also brings identity so the word gives us our identity in who we are as children of God 
So John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So what is your identity? Well, you are a child of God. You were created in the image of God. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are a special people. Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So remember what your identity is. The word will continue to bring you back to your identity in Christ because that's the identity you need to identify with in your life. Don't worry about what people say about you. Don't worry about who you don't think you are, where you don't think you're good enough, if you don't think that you have enough, if you're not talented enough, if you're not gifted enough. You have an identity in Christ and that is the one that you need to specifically focus on in order to operate in life because that is the identity that gives you your power and your authority. The word is also your accountability partner. What does that mean? Well, it means that the word will hold you accountable for your life and the things that you do in your life. And the word can also be used to hold others accountable. It shows you the accountability of others. So I hear a lot of people, you know, talking about, um, distrust of church leaders we can no longer use distrust of church leaders as an excuse for not studying the word for not maintaining a relationship with God or for leaving the church because your salvation is your responsibility once you have been informed about Christ about salvation about eternal life then your salvation becomes your responsibility and you must be held accountable for your life for the choices that you make for your relationship with God and for your belief in Christ and the fact that he died on the cross for our sins so you must hold yourself accountable and you cannot use an excuse of a church leader because the thing about church leaders and people in the church is that they're just that. They're people. They are humans who make mistakes, who have flaws. We cannot place our salvation in the hands of someone else's flaws. And so, like I said before, when you hear something from a leader um, and you disagree with it or it doesn't sit right with your spirit, then use the word of God as your accountability partner. So 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching 
rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word brings accountability, it brings correction, it brings teaching, it brings training, it brings rebuke. So if you trust the word of God and you trust the Holy Spirit, no matter how much distrust you have in people, you should still trust God above the flaws of people because God's word is truth. And you cannot place your salvation in the hands of the flaws of a person. The word of God is our keys to unlocking the secrets of the kingdom of God. Without spirit and truth, secrets cannot be revealed. And there we go back to that spirit and truth thing again. The word has to be unlocked by the Holy Spirit so that the secrets of the word can be revealed to you. There's a prime example that Jesus gives in Matthew 13, 10 through 14. It says, and the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has to him more will be given and he will have abundance, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand and seeing you will see and not perceive. So you may read the word of God. But without the Holy Spirit, you will not have the understanding and the revelation that you are meant to have. The understanding and the revelation that unlocks the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. So it's important to remember that you need the influence of the Holy Spirit when you are reading the word of God. One of the secrets that's revealed by the word and the Holy Spirit being coupled with the word is manifestation. There is manifestation in the word of God. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So just like I said before, the word is the beginning and the word creates. So the word can create manifestation. That's one of the secrets to the kingdom, but Unless you have the influence of the Holy Spirit, you won't have the revelatory insight that you need in order to create for your life, in order to manifest for your life. Because the Bible just becomes literal words that you're reading instead of insight. 
All of these uh, descriptions of the word of God basically culminate into one point. The word of God is the roadmap to life. It is our instruction manual for everything that we need to do in life, that we will do in life. Psalm 119.105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So the word of God is the roadmap to our lives. And in order to unlock all of the direction on the map, we need to apply the influence of the Holy Spirit so that we have the revelatory insight that we need to direct us in our personal walk. The Holy Spirit is going to give you a personal insight into that word for yourself the insight that the holy spirit will give to the next person might be something completely different for the exact same verse and that's why it's so important that we use the influence of the holy spirit when reading the word of god because there's a personal insight that is brought in by the holy spirit so that we can apply the word of God in a more effective manner and live the prosperous, uh, abundant life that God wants us to live. As you continue to listen to the podcast, you'll see that I am every episode going to be building from basic concepts to more uh, mature concepts in the spirit so that we can get to the point um, where we learn how to operate in our spiritual authority so that we can actually war in the spirit that's why the podcast is called war in the spirit because i want to give you guys the tools to operate in the spiritual realm when there is warfare being brought to your life so if you continue to listen i will give you basic tools and i'll continue to build on those basic tools to culminate into some more mature um insight into how to operate under spiritual warfare Well, that wraps our session for today. I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. I'm so humbled and grateful for the privilege of being used as a vessel by God. And I pray that you have been blessed by the content of this podcast. If you have questions or comments about today's session, please leave a voice recording on the podcast page and I will respond to you. You can also email me at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. If you are led, you can sow into the ministry at Cash App, dollar sign, Collective Live. And you can find the ministry on Facebook at Collective Live Worship. Remember, you are a spiritual warrior with God-given power and authority. Walk in it. I'm praying for your breakthrough, increase, and abundance. Have a spirit-filled week and tune in next Wednesday. Love you all. Be blessed.